San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Laying down the law. Laying down the law. With Steve Foster, Rod Chico Tanner, and Ryan Willis. right baby and uh chris and i are back from super bowl 56 with our main man sporting the j rock rock chico tanner not Going on only, fellas not only co-host but governor of the south texas district of the aau later on in this hour he'll have a special guest as he does our aau focus on youth sports focus Initially, last day of the Winter Olympics. Yes. And so very interesting. Our man, Kurt Tomasevich, uh, director of Bobsled, he's got his he's got his squad, men and women working over in China. He said he was gonna go over a little later. Uh that working well. Chris, you owe me a big gulp from last week's big game <laughs> as uh the Rams take care of the Bengals. Good game there. And uh, and a whole host of college basketball setting up for conference tournaments. Texas takes one at home against the Reckhams from up in the panhandle. Uh, Poor free throw shooting, poor shot selection at the end of that game uh, for the University of Texas. Um, San Antonio, they're young. Uh, as we have the All-Star Weekend, and DeJounte Murray, uh, he is there. I'd like to get a Murray uh, All-Star uh, jersey for the Spurs. We got the Spurs coming. They, they got to learn how to finish, I think, the games. Because it seems like when you see them, they're up, you know, three, three and a half quarters of a game. But uh, hopefully Pop gets them figured out and, and going in the right direction. You know, hey, even after this all-star break, but uh it's probably gonna be another one, what, one seventy to one eighty-five game as there. So, so we're gonna no. talk about all-stars and um, you know, um got uh, some stuff going on this afternoon with AU, but uh I just have to say it. Let's talk about the uh elephant in the room. That was the worst dunk contest I have ever seen. <laughs> that was that was atrocious. No, atrocious. It was it was first of all, you had four at four competing. That was terrible to me. Right. The the just the performance terrible. I mean, it was it was the worst I've seen. The only thing worse than the dunk contest this year was the actual Pro Bowl. That that touch foot that touch football game, that touch football game that took place, that they could have just went out into the parking lot and put on some shorts and just played touch football. I dude. 
Why even do it? Why even? Why even? Well, no, I'll tell you, no, Chico, no. Chico, we 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 were talking no. to uh, uh Bob, We were talking to Bob Golick, <laughs> and we were talking about that, and he said, "Heck, I remember back in the day when I sacked Phil Sims." <laughs> Yeah, in the 1985 game. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, so I'm sorry. You're telling me that they were playing football, right? Right. Okay. Back okay. That's all day. I'm saying. They, they, were actually, the I mean, they, they actually tackled people back well, in the day. Well, I mean, if, if you're going to do that, you know, it's to me, after all of the money that people spend and, and all of the stuff that happens with it, I mean, I've been to a Pro Bowl, been to two Pro Bowls, and, and I mean, even the – and this wasn't very long ago that I went, four or five years ago. They actually were tackling people. So, I mean, I okay, I get it. I get it that you don't want to get anybody injured. You know, I mean, even in, in the in the, uh, in the hockey all-star game, they're not checking each other like you would normally, you know, there's no checking. They're not fighting. But it's still a fast-paced, physical kind of, and, it's, and maybe it's because it's on the ice and it's moving, you know, I don't know. I, well, I tell do you, what, you like the fact that there's no defense played in the in the NBA All Star game? I mean, no, there's no defense. No, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I hate it. I don't. I'll be honest with you, dude. I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you straight up. I'll turn on a college basketball game where these kids are playing some basketball before I watch right. that. Just, right, right. But you have to I'm understand sorry, the flip side of the coin, though. There's two sides to every coin. You don't want your star guy getting hurt. Well, then the don't play. Then don't show up. You know, Steve, yeah. there's, there's I'm a sorry. point to that. Hey, I mean, hey back Steve, in the day, we, we're not going to agree on this. this back in the day, they, they, they played football, Steve. You know, when you and I were younger, and Chico, that was a long time for you. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about the same time as Steve. We're about the same age. <laughs> we're all in that, we're all in that pot. But, but they, they, I remember the back in the day when they actually tackled and they played football. And, and I don't remember a lot of injuries. Right, me either. You know, I and, agree. And, and and I'll be honest with you, I knew you were there. I didn't get to make that one, Steve. But so I was watching it, and and I, I turned it off because I was like, this is not, this is not enjoyable. It, it it was that's it. It was you know the entertainment factor goes away because low. <laughs> low low that's that's being nice. Okay, um, so and that and I get it. You know the injury side of this. Trust me, there's a lot of money these guys are getting paid and. And you can't go out there and get injured because you got a contract on the line. Then maybe maybe there, there's something else. And you know, I don't know the answer, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fair in saying I don't know what the answer is. But I can say that I don't want to watch it. I'd be interested to know what the ratings were for that last for that last Pro Bowl. Oh, oh hey, just... hey, when it came on, they were probably high. About midway through the first quarter, probably <laughs> they probably dropped <laughs> Hey, yeah, just saying. Um, there's a different, it's a different breed because uh, the, you know, and, and like I said, Bob Golick, he mentioned it so, so clear. I mean, he even looked, he was like, goodness, fellas, I was trying to watch it and I was like, oh man, what the heck is, what, what, what took place between the time when I hung up my cleats and, and the time that, you know, these guys showed up. And, yeah. uh, and, and I don't know and, what the answer is, Chico. Because if you are making twenty million a year, I know you don't want to go out there and, and and fall into the Gatorade and and get you know hurt your yeah. shoulder and got to rehab for eight weeks. That and I get right. it. You know, player safety is important because because yes. let's just talk about how the game has changed. Period. 
basketball right. and football. Um, and even there's been some modifications in hockey because you know how they can check certain ways they're trying to, because you talk about the concussion protocols and, and all those different things. I get it. I get the safety aspect. We, you know, I deal with it all the time. I just don't understand how we're going to keep people interested in it if it's going to go down this path. I mean, uh, I, I'll tell you, we were talking well, about do this. Do you think it'll swing back? Do you think it'll get so touch football that somebody – well, look, I tell you, two people, Micah Parsons and Max Crosby said they were – they and I saw, Mike, I saw Micah Parsons rushing. He was coming after Justin Herbert. And yep. I think he would have. I think he would have got him. I know he actually got blocked away from the quarterback. Yeah, I, he was coming off the edge, and, I, and so was Max Crosby. So two my, of them fools didn't get the memo. <laughs> well, well, here's my thing. Let's let's play some hypotheticals real quick. Okay. Let's say he did get to him and he did level him, and 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 all of a sudden, now what? Now Maybe. everybody. Well, now everybody's like, you're not supposed to do that. And he's like, well, that's how I've been trained since I was a kid. Sorry. Hey, hey, guess what happened? Instinct took over. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time. Try to have tigers as pets and then wonder, or, or orangutans, why and then wonder why the, why the animal got, got all, you know, mauled them. It's like, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. At so, some point. So, and the other piece of this puzzle is, you know, I'm going to talk about it real, uh, you know, the, even in the rules of, of in the NFL right now, protecting the receivers and protecting the quarterback. Okay, because you know we can talk about previous life of football and people would come across the middle and just get taken out. And then in basketball, what is called a flagrant foul now, which is the hard foul for Bill Lambeer. Well, well hold on, <laughs> it it may not have even been called. It may not have even been a foul back in the day, you know, because I remember, you know, hey. I, I remember Jordan coming through the lane, getting mollywhopped and, mm -hmm. and, and no call. Right. So, right. And, and, and still, and, wait, hold on. And still oh, putting up 50. And still putting up 50. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. And this yeah. traveling, this traveling is getting out of control, dude. The That's traveling in the NBA. Now. It's a Euro step. It's not a travel. It's a Euro okay. Step. Hop, hop, skip, and jump. It's They're doing the damn triple jump, and then they're shooting the ball, dude. Come on. <laughs> no, they're doing they're doing the finger roll. <laughs> After they take five steps, yes, it works for okay. me. All right, all right, all right. I'm done. I'm done. You done? You done for the monologue? All right. Here, here's here. my deal: is how do you how do you how do you pick a player of the game or an MVP of of the Pro Bowl when it's played that way? It's it's whoever whoever touched the other guys the most, whoever right. touched somebody the, the most in the hat. You pick it out of the hat. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, all right. A lot of other positive things going on in, in sports world. So, you know, like you were talking about college basketball's heating up, you know, won't be long in, in March Madness. Bam, we'll be right into it. So it's exciting. Yeah. And and again, I think a fairly successful uh, Winter Olympics for Team USA. Um, like I said, our man Kurt Tomasevich in the bobsled they uh they uh they did putting, well. on, putting on a little show. Mm -hmm. A little show. Um and and I was saying to Chris, uh Myers Taylor, the now most decorated uh black uh winter Olympian with five medals. Yeah, man. This, um, you know, why we keep track of that, okay. Um it's 
another American citizen doing something for Team USA. Uh, nonetheless, that that is has been noted uh, for what it's worth. I had a blast. I had a week at Park City in Park City, Utah, in the O2 Olympics. It was great meeting all the people from uh, around around the globe and uh, seeing the event. So, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna step aside. Uh, Chris, we do have a new sponsor. Um, tell us about Instago Global Logistics. I will. So, have the recent global chain supply supply chain issues affected your business and caused uncertainty in your in your supply chain? Call Instago to schedule a free consultation. Instago is a global transportation management and consulting firm that builds customized solutions to help their customers improve reliability in their supply chain. Text Go Instico or call 855-INSTICO for a free quote today. That's 855-467-8426 or visit www.instagogl.com. Go Instigo. All right. We're going to come back. We will get into this deal with the NFL. Rooney Rule, Brian Flores is back, even though he's got some lawsuits out there pending. We'll talk about that. Right here on Laying Down the Law on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar. We're back. Laying Down the Law. Foster alongside Rod Chico Tanner, Chris Hernandez, and our first guest, the founder of Black Sports Online. My man, and Rob, we are so sorry we didn't get a chance to catch you out in LA, brother. Rob Latal from Black Sports Online. It's great to see you. Happy New Year, my friend. Um, let me tell you about this gentleman. Uh, it seems not so long ago. But uh, he's in double digits now, starting out after he left the Ohio State University and created uh, the largest single-owned independent black online sports network uh, in the country, in the free world. Over, gosh, 75 million uh, hits to the site, 25 million uh, unique users, and great insight and i wanted to have him on because differing from the colin kaepernick situation brian flores brings lawsuits and gets hired by the pittsburgh steelers and did the nfl learn something did the rooney say not only did we invent the rooney rule and create that for inclusion and diversity but we'll show you how to eliminate uh and take away an issue by welcoming in an effective NFL coach. I think it was a an interesting move, but I don't know if it really changes anything because look who hired him. You know, Mike Tomlin, black coach. Uh, look which team brought him in, the Steelers. Well, they're the ones that came Got it up right. with the Rooney Rule. You know, um, I think this. I think it's this is much different if Bill Belichick would have hired him again. Or if he would have went to Tampa, any any place that had a white coach, uh, white owner, um, 
you know, something with that infrastructure, then, you know, I think you could say, well, you know, maybe, you know, they learn from, from Colin Kaepernick. But also, I think it's a lot different um, where a coach than it is a player. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, you know, he's, the, he's the quarterback. He's the face of the, the franchise. Whereas Brad Flores, he's the linebacker's coach. We probably not going to see him on, on TV every week. And he's going to be somewhere in the background, you know, maybe, you know, it's brought up the first week or so. But after that, you know, I don't think he's going to be a bit, if anything, I think this kind of strengthens his, his lawsuit in the sense that he is saying, look, the only way I can get a job in the NFL is I had to go to a black man and a, and a team that, one team that we know cares about diversity. I have to go to the only black coach that has any seniority in the NFL, and that's the only way that I, I can get a job. Well, that that those facts can't be argued with, at least prescriptively. On their face, that's pretty much a true statement. However, the fact that there was no pushback from the NFL, because they still have lawsuits against three teams, and the NFL. They haven't barred him from re-entering back into, uh, you know, a place of employment. A lot of times, you know, from my legal standpoint, I don't know if I would advise any of the clubs to have hired him until you got through all of that. Nonetheless, he goes to the safest place on the board (laughs) in the NFL to continue his employment. Somebody had to learn something. Because, again, as an active attorney, when lawsuits are pending, um, you really get cautious about taking on the plaintiff when, when, you know, even if you're not the defendant club or one of those three or the league, you're still, you know, I, I think it's interesting at this point. But you're right. People don't go see the coaches they don't pay $205,000 at the Super Bowl to see a coach. Well, Steve, right. I got to say this, though. You, you, you're talking about from a legal perspective. I got to believe that the, 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 the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say that they probably have a good group of legal representation. They probably took a look at it and made a decision that was in the best interest of their organization as well. Now, back to Robert's uh, you know, statement, I, I agree with what he's saying that it, it could actually put a different twist on where his position is from his lawsuit, because, again, now he sets a precedence that is fact. Well, Pittsburgh's not hurt by doing this, per se. Yeah. If you're not named in the lawsuit, you pretty much in a lawsuit, you pretty much do whatever yeah, you so want. That, <laughs> yeah. So then that's what I'm saying. It, I don't yeah, I think it's it's not a bad move. Um, but back to Robert's, you know, statement, um, if it had been any other organization and it would have been a different conversation, but, and, and like Robert said, we're going to talk about it for a week or two and we're not going to hear about it again. I also think you're right, Steve, the NFL lawyer who they got a black woman to, (laughs) to represent on, which, you know, the NFL, you know, always says, you know, these things about ending racism and diversity, then they do stuff that just. You raise an eyebrow, like really, like we don't, we can't, we see what's, we really see what's, we hear what you're saying, but we see what's going on. But I do think they're going to walk into court and say, how can you know we be racist? How can we have racist hiring practice? This man has a job. This man right. is making six figures, you know, a year. He's on a team. He potentially can have more head coaching 
you know, interviews. I do think that's going to be uh, their defense. And I think, you know, this, I think Brian Flores was in a catch 22, you know, he wants to work. Uh, he want he has to pay for these lawyers. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, what, what, what do you do? Do you, you sit out and wait, maybe hope for a settlement or try to take this all the way through. If it's one thing we know about the NFL, they normally don't lose in court. Right. They, they, they're like the mafia. They're like John Gotti. They have the best lawyers and the most money available. They rarely lose in court, even when it looks like to the common person like us, that it's an open and shut case. Right. We're talking to Rob Latal from the Black Sports Online Perspective, uh, the largest uh, independent Black-owned uh, sports and entertainment site online. Rob, where are we really? Are we are we really uh, no different than we were, you know, when Colin Kaepernick um, started this, that you're going to give money to the players and you're going to have your 70 some percent there. We'll sprinkle in some coaches. We'll get some women now and then and we'll have maybe one or two black GMs. And that's the limit. Listen, we're 32 billionaires. Um, we don't look like you. We own this team. It's ours. And this is what we're going to do. And if you'd like a place in our uh, establishment, please come forth. We'll take the best people for the positions that are open. I think the NFL, like I said, they, they do a lot of PR and they do a lot of reactive things. But the, if you really just look at it, and you were a person that didn't know anything about football, you just looked at it and said, wait a minute, they have this big lawsuit going on with Brian Flores. You know, why is Daniel Snyder still an owner? You know, why is the guy from the the the, the Dolphins, he's, he's, he's wanting them to lose actively. You know, why is he still an owner? What, why did the Cowboys thing with the, the cheerleaders just kind of come and go? Like there's so, you know, there's so many things that happens, you know, and this is not even, like the Colin Kaepernick thing is like, he didn't do it. He didn't get arrested. You know, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't commit a crime. All he did was say, "Hey, you know something? You know, I, I would prefer that you know black people, you know, don't get murdered by the cops. You know, I prefer that you know if, uh, when I stand for the anthem, I would like our country to represent what it's saying. You know, two pretty things that I think most people would agree with, and they banned them. Just they banned them, and then had the audacity to come out with a in racism, you know, campaign. Robert, you know, what's even what's even yeah. crazier? And we had him on our show because he went to the University of Texas. Nate Boyer, who is a former Green Beret, who's white, was the one that suggested to Kaepernick to take the knee. Right. He gets right. no repercussions. No, no. About, about and nobody brings it up, but never, but but on this show. <laughs> and it's interesting because other players have come out like uh Marshawn Lynch. They said, hey, I was sitting for the anthem for years. Nobody ever asked me. I just was chilling on the bench. And so if Kaepernick, if he just, I guess, just would have just sat or stayed in the locker room, you know, maybe he's still in the NFL today, if not, you know, for Nate Boyd. Yeah, well, the, he, the, yeah, he, he, the problem is he made a gesture in, in front of everybody, you know, just like uh, we go back to the, what was it, the 60, I'm trying to remember the year, Olympics. 68. Yeah, 68. Yeah. And and here we go with the and it took them forever to get their gold medals, you know, or their medals, period. 
No, because they, they never got him. Chico, they oh, that's right. That's him. right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They still don't have him. You're right. Um, and so here, here's the problem. It's okay if if you want to say something, but don't 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 come out in public and do it. You know what we need you to do is okay. Give us your opinion, but but we don't need everybody to know your opinion. So it's okay to hear it. Okay, you're good. Okay, you, you say what you had to say. Okay, now go sit down over there. So I mean, it's true. I mean, and, and the thing that, that's really frustrating to me is that we have all this discussion and have all these shows and have all this debate, but it's really just common, you know, senses. You know, a, a black man says he doesn't feel comfortable doing something, and like you said, the white man still has the power to say, okay, if you do that and you make our league or team look bad, we're going to make sure that you're not employed. And that's you know, that's 2016. That's not 1966. And it's more subtle now, and I guess it's more, you know, I guess that there's ways to do it that's a little, but it still gets done, and there's still a good amount of society that supports that. And, you know, it, and it's, not, it's not lost on me. This, is, this happened the same time that, you know, Donald Trump came to power. And if anything, that lets us know that maybe we thought we were more farther along than we were as a society. We're really not. I mean, if, if a guy like Trump is getting, 80 million votes, whatever it is, almost half, and, and won one election. You know, someone that's the least qualified white man probably in America to be president, he could be president, right? The least qualified white man. That should tell you that how much they dislike, you know, people of color and women and whoever else, because they would rather elect the least qualified person in, the, in our country than to have a black man as president, have a woman as president, and this is, you know, 2016, 2020, 2022. And to me, as a, as a you know, a, a now I guess middle-aged man, uh, it really raised my eyes. When, when I was a young man, when I was in my 20s, I'm like, well, by the time I'm in my 30s and 40s, life would be, you know, better. And, and I don't necessarily know if it is. <laughs> You know, Robert, you say you say you said earlier about about subtle changes and or or and and when you really look at it, if you really delve into it, it's not that subtle. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly. blatant. It's yes. that actions and words things. It's it's nice to to paint a pretty picture with with words, but your actions speak a whole lot louder than what you're doing on the surface, and it's blatant. <laughs> so what do we do? What do we do as people that do have a platform and a stage? What's the what's the what's the the route that we take to our colleagues and saying, hey, look, um, you see, here's a, here's an example. Here's action. Here's action that really is not going to be beneficial to the whole. And you want us to all move things forward. However, you know, we see these type situations and we have some intellect and that's really not a positive. Well, well here's what's concerning to me. There need to be more shows like yours that is getting out to the masses because if if you look at it just from your average individual you know they're going to watch certain shows and certain certain black media that's out there and they those black media have big voices but they don't necessarily care about the issues they care about you know the ratings and the, the takes and how many likes and retweets can i get can i go viral you know this week um and you know when I, and I'm I'm part of that. I'm not even absolving myself of that because you got to make a you know a living. Uh, but I feel like there's not a, a not enough balance um, or solidarity 
No, I like balance. That, That's my word. Yeah, right. solidarity when, you know, I feel like there's more solidarity on their side than on our side. So when something happens, like, you don't necessarily, I always try to tell people, you don't necessarily have to, like, like a person personally to to still support whatever the, the overall cause is. And I think a lot of times things will come up and they're so we're so divisive, um, not just with the other side, but with each other. It just muddles everything. Like, I'll, and then you also have to think about the power of the players. Like, if the players wanted Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, he would have been in the NFL. You know, like if they would have made a really, you know, but you had players, hey man, I gotta look out for my family, or you know, I love Jerry Jones, or you know, this is not really my problem, or you know, I love, you know. Like the, the there were few players that stepped, but those were you needed the big players, you needed the the star players, and those right. players was like this has nothing to do, you know, with me. I'm I don't have anything to do with this. And so when I think the NBA does a little bit better job when when they really get their mindset on making a change, they do it. You know, the NFL I think it's still more like you know something. Everybody's kind of on their own, and until you have that solidarity, which you had more of that in the 60s, probably because they had no choice. I mean, we talk, right. you know, because of what was going on. You don't, the money wasn't like it is now. It's a little harder to tell a black man that's making $10 million a year, like put your neck out, you know, on the line. To not show up. That's yeah. why, you know, the NFL can kind of get away with the stuff that they get away with because the players have never shown enough of a backbone to really push back on them. Yeah. No, you're right. Robert, this has been great. Uh, we're going to go to break. Tell people how they can find all of the things that you get into. It's fascinating. I, I'm, I'm so impressed of all of the different items, topics, issues you address. Yeah, so you know, Black Sports Online is the website. Um, I try to do a lot of my talking about issues and stuff on social media because it's a big audience. You know, Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, and Instagram, BSO. Uh, TV, you know, we do our entertainment, we do our drama side, but I, I do try to take it as a responsibility as someone that does have a big platform when these stories to come up to make sure uh, that they get the attention uh, that they should and not, you know, just slid, you know, under the rug. So I will continue to try to do that. And if, if people want to speak to me or or just like you have me on, I appreciate that just to, to give my thoughts on things, I'm always uh, available because, like I said, it's it's because of you guys uh, that I've able to have the success uh, that I had. So I'd never try to forget that. We want to have you back more often. And again, uh, you know, the relationship that we've developed, not even in person, uh, thanks to technology, has been cool. excellent. However, we want to uh, do more to incorporate and grow the relationship. So uh, we will definitely have you back on. We love uh, having these types of discussions because they play into the sport. Because I tell you, if no black athletes show up to NBA or an NFL, <laughs> gonna, you talk about an impact then, like, whoa, what happened? What's going on? So there is power, but I think just like knowing to use a magnifying glass with the sun to create heat and be able to, to start a fire and things like that, I think uh, the galvanization uh, of athletes and, and persons are going to have to realize how to focus that power as well in these sports industries to really make an impact. And Absolutely. I thank you for saying that because, listen, you got to be brave enough to take those steps. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He is Robert Latal.
Black Sports Online. Check him out. We're going to come back, do some more. We're going to have Robert on. we got to have him on at least monthly, I think. that it, we, There's so much going on, and, and we don't want to miss it. So we appreciate your time today. Check him out on his platforms. He's an awesome guy. I've known him over the years. Uh, great to have him today. We're going to come back right here on Laying Down the Law on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM, 1250, 103.3 FM. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. Back. Great segment with Robert Latall. And now we're going to shift gears. We do two uh, primary uh, charitable f- functions, and I think we, we picked the most fun ones. Uh, they also uh, support children, and, and we can't beat that. Uh, you know, all of us, uh, Chris, Chico, and I have kids and uh, recognize the uh, blessing it was to have them be healthy and strong and move through society um, without too too many uh, reprimands. I can't say that about my son, but okay, it, it, it comes by it honestly. But uh, we do have mirror on the, uh, on our stream yard and, and on the show right now for Cupid's Undie Run, which has been something that this show is supported since its inception, uh, thanks to relationships. And it's, you know, life is relational. Uh, the reason why Chris and Chico are here because of relationships they have with me and also because of their impact in the sports world. And Mira, you, uh, as uh, one of the directors in Austin, as the Cupid's Undie Run and the Children's Tumor Foundation, now it's a worldwide, I mean, we could go to Australia and do this, fellas, and uh, you'll go down under and uh, be in our undies down under. But uh, next week, next Saturday, uh, we're going to get the opportunity uh, to connect again with Mira and probably, what, four or 500 uh, willing participants? Hopefully. I'm hoping we get up to that number. Registration's still open, so there's still plenty of time to sign up and come join us downtown. And basically... We're looking to end NF, neurofibromatosis, which is a disease that attacks. What's that? The muscles? Is that is that correct in the body, or it, uh, on the nerves? So it causes nerves, tumors nerves. to grow on the nerves throughout the body. And and so um, we just happen to have mutual uh, friends that have a son who's now growing and continuing to move along who has NF. And so we're looking for a way uh, that we can help uh, curb and then hopefully ultimately uh, prevent or be able to alleviate and eliminate this. And so we have picked a fun running event. And Chico, I know you have been an official at track meets. This is not a track meet by any stretch Trust me, I've been following this from the time that it started with, with the show and and unfortunately, I always end up having some other youth sports event going on, so I can't make it. But I've seen enough photos and videos of Steve participating to know it's not a track meet. 
Mirror, give us some 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 details and 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 what uh, people can do. Come out, look forward to. We have a new uh, venue in Austin, and we want to make sure that folks that would like to participate in San Antonio certainly scoot up thirty five next Saturday. Yeah, so the Cupid's Empty Run, it's a mile-ish run. It's more of a ish. big party-ish. Um, I'm pretty sure I cut the run in half this year, so we're less than half a mile. So <laughs> it's a sprint. We'll call it a sprint. Um, 800 meters. <laughs> so we start and end at Kung Fu Saloon downtown, and it's really just a big party um, just to raise awareness for neurofibromatosis because people that are impacted by neurofibromatosis and have tumors can't cover up to feel more comfortable. So why should we? Um, so people, we are still, registration is open. It'll be open till Saturday and it's a lot of fun and it's great bringing our community together for this fun event. And we've loved the support we've gotten from laying down the laws team. How, let people know, where can they go? What's the link? How can they do this? Because we, we certainly want to uh, let them know. Yeah, so the link to register is my.cupids.org slash register. Um, and you can register up until Saturday. And then if you don't feel like coming out quite yet, turn in your undies, you can also donate at my.cupids.org slash donate. And every little bit helps us as we try to find that cure for neurofibromatosis. Awesome. Well, let's do this because we're going to we're going to step aside. Mira, will you come back next week and give us a recap? Can you yeah. do that? Yeah, awesome. for sure. I'd be awesome. happy to. Well, we'll be out there. We, we whatever you need us to do for the children. Uh, we 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 certainly appreciate it. And uh, it's it's a fun time. And again, uh, we benefit from being uh, on radio and doing things but we also want to give back and and we do it in a variety of ways and this is just one that i i, I very much have enjoyed and seen the benefits and certainly uh as long as you'll have us uh we'll continue to participate so mira thank you so much uh next saturday uh at kung fu saloon and we'll start at about what time party strike the noon oh there you go high noon on the prairie <laughs> come on out and uh we'll we'll have some fun love to see everybody coming and then we'll get a recap next week and just you know very excited we do this every february we've done it what eight times now is that right i think yeah i think so it's getting up there in the numbers yeah. <laughs> so we'll be back at it again i i got a shirt i went out and got a special shirt this year for me so i will unveil it next saturday <laughs> and certainly appreciate the time mirror cupid's Sunday run go check us out come on out uh, next Saturday, high noon, uh, we'll be there. Uh, maybe Chico will sneak in. I'll grab Chris. We may even find. I may be there. Ryan may make it. Down. You just never know. But it's a great time for a great cause for the Children's Tumor Foundation. We're going to end NF, and we're also going to take a break and come <laughs> back with the AAU Focus on You Sports with Rod Chico Tanner right here on Laying Down the Law. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar.
We're back. We're laying out the law. And it is time now for our man, Rod Chico Tanner, the governor of the South Texas District of the AAU. And the AAU focus on youth sports. So I will step aside and Rod Chico Tanner, take it away, my man. Well, it's a great time in AAU. A lot going on, a lot of uh, great activities. Uh, basketball getting moving. And, uh, you know, we wrapped up the AAU football program, um, getting geared up already. We got some stuff coming up in May, seven on seven. And uh, we'll have the Jalen Jones J17 skills camp in conjunction with that. And of course, Jalen Jones played uh, AAU football, also went to multiple AAU Junior Olympics in track, went to Steele High School, and is going into his uh, junior year, I believe, at AM, and he's a starting cornerback. So uh, what better person to have us work with skills than Jalen Jones, who came out of the South Texas district of the AAU, and, and which makes me excited to have this guest on from my alma mater, Converse Judson, now going to be a Texas A&M Aggie. He, he's a phenomenal young man. He's been running AAU track for years set some great times, has gone to multiple Junior Olympics, uh, and now he's going to be an Aggie. I'd like to welcome uh, DeMarco Escobar. DeMarco, good morning, and welcome to Land Down the Law and the AAU Focus on Youth Sports. So glad to have you. How are you doing today? Doing good. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Chico. Good morning, Mr. Fernandez. I don't see Mr. Foster, but good morning to him, too. <laughs> hey, so tell, tell us, um, how exciting is it? I mean, this is you know, you're going into the senior year at Judson. Um, of course, I graduated back in a long time ago. And um, <laughs> it was a long time, long time ago, long ago. So tell, tell us a little bit about your, 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 your growth from AAU into high school and now on to college. Um, uh, I started about when I was seven. So from running from when I was seven to right now is a lot different. Like, I think uh, when you're young, it's a lot of just like who's training more. But as I got older, I started to realize it's about like little, little things from my start to, to my form to how I'm finishing the race. So as I got older, it became a little bit more broken down to a science, but uh, nothing, nothing too uh, difficult. I don't think. So, so what about your academic growth because the one thing i like to focus on with with the a you focus on youth sports and kids in general is you know tell us you know that part because i know you just can't jump into college something has to happen in the classroom no uh well um obviously i'm not just like a runner i uh at school i'm involved in a lot of like i guess you call them extracurricular activities uh, I'm with the, I'm help participating in the Special Olympics for basketball. I'm in the student leadership program. I'm in the student council. And uh, we just, I just try to help around as much as I can around the, the community, the school, as well as trying to help myself, better myself to get into, obviously, like A&M. Awesome, man. See, and that's the thing. You got to be the full person. And this is so great to have you on because I've watched you literally since you were seven years old running. And, and you know, uh, I know your dad has got to be nearby. Where Where's Don? 
Uh, he's uh he's uh right next to me. Yeah, poke, poke <laughs> your head in there, Don. So, yeah, now go ahead and slide in, Don. There's there's my boy. So Don yes, and I have talked a lot, and Don, you know, as a parent in raising uh, a kid and 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 a kid in sports, you know, I know you, but tell us your thoughts around the the classroom and the academic side because the athleticism was there, but you got to get there. Um, yes, sir. Um, I always just pretty much just raise them as grades first because whatever you do, whether it's sports, um, we can't, you know, run track when we're 40, you know, at the end of the day. So I always emphasize, you know, grades first and, you know, obviously the extracurricular activities in school to help you uh, stand out. And I look at colleges that saying that, hey, you're more than just an athlete. Um, so that's always been my emphasis with him and with this type of kid he is, I never really had to really force it on him. Once I told him, he pretty much sees in, he grasped naturally. And so just, you know, just truly blessed that it all worked out in his favor. Awesome. So yeah, Don, I'm, I'm sorry, Chico. I'm absolutely great to hear that because you, you know, as a coach and a, and a, and a, and a person who's run several leagues, I think it's important that the parents understand that the athleticism comes natural to a lot of children, but it's important to get the, the the education, not only the education, but also the extracurricular activities, the student councils, those type of, 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 of um, community service uh, organizations that 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 promote the growth of the student athlete, you know, into the college area. And so absolutely important to hear that and, and glad to hear that that's what you did. Yes, sir. So DeMarco, you know, great, great story here. Ran AU and ran track since you were seven, you know, went on to high school, the student council, community involvement, working with Special Olympics. And so tell me, what what's the, how do you want to finish? I mean, you know, track season's about to start. You know, I announced all the high school meets at Jetson. So so what, what, what do you want, what, how do you want to go out, man? Tell me how you're going out this year. Uh, I'm trying to go out. Right now, we're working towards it. I mean, I've been pretty close. I got pretty close last year. I'm working towards breaking the the 400 record and trying to help my team win uh, state this year. Awesome, man. Because uh, I believe y'all got a four by four championship. Uh, was it was it last season or season before? Were you on the four by four relay that won? Well, we took yeah, we took fourth last year and at fourth. state we were pretty fourth, close. Fourth, okay, okay, and then um, you uh. You're going on the A and M. You're going to be more of a middle, uh, going to be sprinter primarily. Two four. Mm -hmm. Is that what they got yeah. you doing? All right, man. Four well, hey. hundred. Uh, there you go. Maybe, maybe the four by four. Awesome, awesome. Well, you're going to be an Aggie. I'll be there to watch you. Thanks for being on the show, man. I really appreciate you. Um, we're going to be highlighting some other athletes. Um, you know, he, he, he's he's a Judson Rocket baby, and I, I don't know what else to say. You know, South Texas AAU, we're putting kids on the map. I love it. I love it. Good job, DeMarco. Thank you. Best of luck to you, DeMarco. Thank you so much for your time, guys. Appreciate it. All right, we'll be back. Stay with us. More to come right here on Land Down the Law. Live, loud. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN, AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Laying down the law. Laying down the law. With Steve Foster, Rod Chico Tanner, and Ryan Willis.
back. We are laying down the law. Hour number two starts off now. And Chris, tell us about one of our newest sponsors, Instacode. Sure hey, folks, is your freight stuck in the ports? Are your logistics and transportation costs rising out of control? If so, call Instacode to see how their customer, customized port solutions have helped their customers get production back on track. Instaco Global Logistics builds customized supply chain solutions that drive your business forward. Instaco offers a full suite of services for all your logistics needs, including full truckload, LTL, air and ocean freight transportation. Call us at 855-INSTICO for a free quote today. That's 855-467-8426 or visit www.instacogl.com. Dot com. Go Instago. Thanks, brother. Yes, sir. And uh, with that, we got to go. Go Rams. And so we bring on a man who I know is beaming. He's been beaming probably uh, seven days straight at least. Got a lot of questions for him. It was great to see him. Uh, the one and only first round draft pick of the Los Angeles Rams, All-American from Michigan and attorney at law. Colleague, peer, Mel Owens. Mel, good morning. What's up, man? What's happening? Hey, man, it was so good to hang out with you uh, and catch up with your son, one of the two, and uh, and just do L.A., man, and then uh, your Los Angeles Rams getting the dub. How do you feel? Hey, man, first of all, I want to thank you. If the listeners knew what a great – host you were for me and my boy, they'd be ultimately impressed um, with, with uh, you know, your, your friends. It was just, it was fabulous. Um, you know, we went around in the, in the media uh, day, in the NFL experience, and we just had a, a great, wonderful time. And then, of course, the game. And, uh, you know, uh, is the WWE guy there today? I think I, I heard his name. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's, there's only one team. Okay. No, there's, a, there's only one team today. That, that's the uh, Super Bowl 56 champion Los Angeles Rams, my man. Yeah, we, we, went, we went from being soft to, you know, uh, you know champions. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, you know, the game, the game was, was um, you know, obviously, you know, great. The Rams won. But I was a little bit disappointed in the fact that the, the referees called it, you know, you know, not not tight but loose the entire time until it got to the end, and then and then they then they started calling it really really tight. Right. I mean, I'm not a Bengal fan at all, but I just didn't like the the the, the rhythm of the game at the at the at the end. Um, but the the, the 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 Bengals had had their had their shots to stop them before they even got down there. So. Overall, the game was great, obviously, but at the, at the end, oh, man, if I was a Bengal fan, I'd be a little bit upset. Mel, um, you know, it's the human element. You know, I call the officiating crews in any sport the necessary evil because you're right. You go three and three quarters of, of you know, all right, and then all of a sudden it seems like, there's this insertion of a human element that can and possibly did change the game. 
I'm not saying the outcome, but could change the game. Well, it, it changed the outcome. But here's, here's, here's another thing, too. You know, you look back at it in the totality of the game, the receiver for the Bengals could have caught the ball and the game would have been over. Remember, he dropped that ball. Then on fourth and two, they could have, they could have stopped um, uh, Cooper Cup, and, um, and they didn't. And, you know, and then they got to do is defend when they get down there at the end. They didn't. But I just didn't like the way the, the referees inserted themselves at the crucial moment. Like I think I think the play by number I think the play by number fifty five number fifty five was a great was a great play right just just a, just a fabulous play and they called it on him and I go oh man I go that that play was being made all during the game um, and then Apple in the end zone you know um, that was sort of suspect but you know you know I just just felt a little bit weird because of the end of the game when they called those plays um when the refs called those plays you know yeah no, I, th- I think you're i think you're right i think that the game went you know throughout the game there was calls that, that could have been calls that weren't calls and and as you got back in that last part of the last quarter it's like everything was a call so right. it kind of it, it did it did put a twist on the game for me as well but all in all i think it was a great super bowl i think both teams played admirably um and unfortunately, the, the Bengals lost. I, I lost a big gulp to, to Steve on that one. <laughs> hey, Mel, look, if mm-hmm. OBJ doesn't get hurt, that game's not even close. Probably not, but because you got a weapon, right? I mean, you got a huge weapon. And it, but you know, though, that's just the game. The Rams didn't have right. any tight ends. Right. right. They didn't have any right. tight ends. You right. have OBJ was that, getting you know, single coverage. OBJ was getting single coverage. And, you know, like Sir Mix-a-Lot says in one of his songs, uh, OBJ was eating them up like catfish. <laughs> I mean, he was just, I mean, you know, he had his hot sauce and his tartar sauce, and he was going to town. You could shut down Cooper Cup, but but OBJ is, is, and I don't like these receiver one, receiver two. You're starting wide receiver. He is a legit starting wide receiver. And there was, Eli Apple, Awuzie would have been, been better to cover OBJ. But Eli Apple, I mean, he was, you know, it should be Eli Bobbin for apples. Cause that dude, I, I, you know, amazingly, he's got a great agent and I'm sure he's got great, what do they say, measurables, but he was no match for OBJ. OBJ, he, he's been a great problem route. wherever he's gone, right? He's been a problem wherever he's gone. It's, it, it, and Apple wasn't really the deal. It, it's that, you know, Cooper Cup is is a star, right? So I'm watching the game, and I'm and I'm yelling, "Why are they running the ball every single?" Right. I, right. I, I didn't get I, I didn't get the game plan when you know clearly too, at halftime. Too, too conservative. Too it's, too it's conservative. Not That's not working. Where, where's Mel. the screen plays? Where's where's the hitches? Mel, that should have been a seven on seven clinic. I know. I mean, they, they're running the ball. I go, okay, they're not going to run the ball. We, we understand no. that. Maybe every once in a while. Right. A, 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 you know, like a screen, uh, 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 not a screen, um, uh, you know, a draw play. But I would have used my, my, running, my running backs would have been in screens. They would have been isolated against the linebacker, running those, you know, circle routes. Oh, I'd have been get the ball out of Stafford's hands quick, and then that immobilizes the rush coming to him, right? 
Well, you don't you don't have you don't have your tight ends. Number right. eighteen for the for the for the for, for the Rams from Notre Dame. Oh my God! Should be should be should been cut at halftime. Do not throw the ball to that guy. I'm sorry, and he's got a ring. He's scared. To, he's scared to death, man. He was scared. He was bright lights, big city. Then, I mean, <laughs> but you didn't you didn't have your tight ends. So you you had Henderson came back, Acres that came back. You had Sony Michelle. So now you got to use these guys with hitches, short passes, wheel yes. routes, yes. check downs. That's, that's yes. your new running game, right? That's yes. your new running game because, you know, the, the yes. pure running game ain't working. I no. don't know, man. It's like they wanted to lose the game. I was I was now, really I wanna, upset. I want to coach with you because we get it. you got to put your guys in situations that work and then exploit the matchup. That's all it is. And then from well, there, you know what it's think? all in here. It's all in here. I, I think, I think their, their their thinking was, it'll break. You know, it'll break sooner or later. You know, we'll we'll get it going. We'll get it going. I don't have time for that. I don't have time no, for that, Mel. I need points on the board right now. Yeah, and, and it just wasn't happening, right? I mean, unfortunately, you don't get you don't have Dickerson, right? So you gotta you gotta go with what you got, <laughs> and or you don't Lawrence have your tight end or, or Lawrence McCutcheon or Marshall Falk. Well, well the Falk. Yeah, no, 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 Falk was. No, Falk was with the Colts. He ne- he never stepped uh, uh, with the with the Rams. No, he, but he, he did. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he did. The Rams. Yeah, he did. That's right. Yeah. Tripping. Yeah. 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 You, so so you didn't I, have those. You don't have them. The tight ends were gone, so you have to have a different game plan with your running backs, Sonny Michelle and and Henderson and Acres. I I just thought they could have done a little bit better job there. But all in all, right? All in all, um, you know, they pulled it out when they when they had to. And Cooper Cup, you know. They had to go what eighty yards and fifteen plays. That's just hard in its in and of itself to do right. um, in the final right. drive, right? And, and, and they did it. And the Bengals just you know they just came up short. And the defense, the yeah. defense, you know, lived up to what we were talking about before. They had a great defensive line, and they they, they um, took advantage of the of the old line of the Bengals. Oh I yeah, mean, they did. Up, yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. I think the Bengals did a pretty good job in the first part of the game. Uh, Burrow was getting the, getting the ball out of his hand pretty quickly, and he was able to make some passes and make some plays. But towards the end of the game, the the, the defensive line for for the Rams just Aaron came Donald alive. And, and yeah, that yeah. that's when it counts. That's when and, it counts. Exactly. And, and Vaughn came on. You know, Vaughn came on. He, you can't ask too much of the guy right now, but you know, in, in the in the big moments, you know, he he brought it. He brought it. And he wore he wore his guys down, you know. And that's the thing. It's it's that fourth quarter, and you see so many games flip from one team being up to to, to losing. We're gonna uh take a break, but we're gonna keep Mel through the break, come back with more Mel Owens, former first round draft pick of the Los Angeles Rams. They are victors in Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium out in LA. That's two for two now. The home team has got the host. The home team has won. And we'll talk some more and recap last weekend's Super Bowl weekend right here on Land Down the Law on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar. We're back. We're laying down the law. We're with the former first-round pick of the Los Angeles Rams, linebacker Mel Owens. 
recapping a, a great week and his Los Angeles Rams winning Super Bowl 56 in their home stadium, SoFi Stadium. And Mel, uh, again, thank you uh, for coming on Radio Row. Um, I, I think people now will come to appreciate the conversation they had, uh, the conversations they had with you, given the fact that uh, you had an opportunity to bring context uh, from the Rams from the 80s actually till today and give some insight on how you believed uh, your franchise, former franchise, would win, and they did. So that's Radio Gold, as we call it. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was such a delight to be there with you um, uh, and your friends, and and to have my son with me. Um, but you guys got the got the passes for us, and you know, and a lot of people want to know, like you know, how, how is like you know you know Radio Row, and they, it was it was. Um, circled by the TV stages, and you know, you know, my 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 boy was you know starstruck because he had all these you know former players and coaches walking around, and he was getting pictures with them, and you know some great guys like you know Eric Metcalf, uh, Ed Orgeron, Cam Cameron. Um, uh, uh, he loved uh, Derrick Henry. Got the he got the photo with Derrick Henry Derek, when he Derek was Henry uh, walking was there, through, right. Uh, um, uh, the um, who's the running back for uh, Denver? Um, Melvin Gordon the third. Yes, it's just fantastic. It really was. It just it was great. I want to thank thank you guys again for for doing that for me and my boy. It was it was great. Plus, you had set up all those um, uh, interviews that I had that I that I got to, got to do with all your uh, affiliates and your friends. Well, you you know you 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 can't have a first round a top ten pick and that guy's team be in the game and not hear from them. You play double digits in the league. They, you know something that most 99.9% .9 of the people don't and that don't I'm experience. Just I, I'm just happy to share it, right? Because um, if you're a fan, you really do want insight, right? So right. You can bring it, you know, like you said, bring it to the game. If you're watching it, you can share with other people and you're watching. Go, hey, did you know this happened? Did you know this happened? Look for this. Look for that. It just makes the game more enjoyable and better to watch. It just really does. It, it, it does. It does. And and you can't um, you can't substitute experience um, that, uh, you know, one can bring. And so to be able to to do that and, you know, make sure that, you know, people do get the perspective that you get and you have had and, and you know, to, to bring Andre uh, with you, um, he had to have a lot of fun. What do you think his favorite part of, of it was besides getting the photos? Well, I, I think just just the the enormity of of the situation, right? Because you remember the, the L.A. Convention Hall is huge. They have auto right. shows there, and the people don't understand how big these floors are. They're just massive, and they probably they're, they're acres and acres and acres. And plus, the <laughs> NFL experience was right next to it. Yes. Right? So you walk from media media row or radio row right into the experience, um, and you know you had also you know Eli the Mannings were there doing a, a little presentation and. Um, um, the who's the quarterback 
um, for the uh, Seahawks. What's his name? Russell, Russell Wilson. Not yeah, Russell Wilson was there. You know, uh, and, and you know they had they had a lot, you know they, they had the guy the the Bengal guy walking around with the, with the ten inch the, the the ten foot beard. You know, dressed like a, a yes. A, a, a I mean, I mean, you know, crazy. It was crazy stuff that was there. We, it really was. We missed. We missed Icky Woods though, man. That's what, I, I've interviewed him before, you know. And now they show his uh, commercial again. Get your cold cuts. Get your cold cuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Icky, Icky's one of my clients. Icky's one of my clients. Ah. So, ah me me, me oh, and Icky go back way back, right? Now, and there, there were some guys that we did miss, you know. But yeah. Um, all in all, it was uh, just fantastic. And all, all the radio personalities that you had walked around and introduced me to. They're, they're great as well. You know, uh, the people from Missouri, from Las Vegas, San Diego, and all these places were just fantastic. Just fantastic. You got to run into one of your guys who's uh, in Texas, in the Houston area, from Detroit like you, man. Y'all bonded instantly. Yeah, yeah I did. forgot about that dude, right? Guys from Detroit were <laughs> all the Detroit stuff, and, and he was going, man, he goes, I can't believe this dude's checking me. Um, a Detroit check. And I go, man, I'm from Detroit. So I had to check him, right, and he, he passed the test. And he had a good show too, right? It was um, uh, nicely done, and um, you know, it, it just y'all had grown experience. up. Y'all had grown up in the same area or something, right? Little, yeah, little yeah, 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 right. You were only like a mile or two apart. But, but you know, you know what's crazy? Last night, I was, I, I, I my friend was asking me about the, the draft, so I YouTubed, and I came up with the eighty-one draft. I saw the eighty-one draft, and my God, what a difference the eighty-one draft is just to you know. Fast forward, what, 35, 40 years. Um, and just the way they present it is, is incredible. So I, I believe going forward, going forward, it's going to be even better than it was this year. A lot better. I wanted you up on that stage holding the one and getting the cap. And you know what I'm saying? We didn't, we didn't get that from you. What, what happened when you, uh, you were taking ninth? Overall, in the 81 draft, how did that go for you? Well, you know, I was sitting in my in my house in Ann Arbor, Michigan, right? I went to Michigan just sitting there. And I had gone on a couple of um, uh, interviews where I went to Los Angeles, went to Philly, went to Dallas, Tampa, um, and obviously Detroit. Uh, so I went to all these places and had interviews with me before the draft. And I was just sitting um, in, my, in my living room watching the draft on ESPN – on my 13-inch Mitsubishi um, portable TV, and the phone rang at the eighth pick, and they go, "Hey, this is the Los Angeles Rams. We're gonna we're gonna announce that we're gonna pick you in the next in the next uh, pick." They go, Hit, uh, "Sit tight, and we'll do we'll do a radio uh, spot afterwards." I said, "Okay." So um, now I'm watching on TV, and they cut in late because they were at a different um, segment of the show of the of the draft. And you see Pete Rozelle walking off and hearing at the very end, uh, Mellows of Michigan. And it's sort of like, you know, they're, they're like, what? Who? And Zimmerman, remember Zimmerman from Sports Illustrated? He was an announcer yeah. or a, a yeah. analyst. He's, oh, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, the yeah, late bloomer. Yeah, okay. So, and that was it, right? And they called me. I did a radio spot. And, um, you know, the rest is history. But that's how I found out. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, okay. um, you know, green room, and you know, in, I think it was in New York, actually. You know, but they yeah, had nothing. Yeah. They had nothing set up like that. Nothing. 
So let's let's yeah. talk let's talk let's talk about this number one draft pick because he was the focal point. Our man from Highland Park, Texas, Matthew Stafford. I know you were on the fence. You were iffy about the quarterback, but you can see a quality guy going from a bad franchise to quality, certainly in one season, just like Tom Brady did it the the season prior. He he's all right, huh, Mel? Hey, you know, look, if Snoop Doggy Dog can change his his feathers, uh, Matt Stafford can too. When did Snoop Doggy <laughs> Dog go corporate? I've never seen. I've, I would have never thought Snoop and Matthew Stafford in the same sentence. Can you get Martha Stewart in there somewhere as well? well I was going to say, who ever thought Snoop and Martha Stewart together, right? So Mel, Mel just did a good I combination. Victim, Mel. But, but you know what I'm saying, though, right? So you know, Snoop, you know, transformed himself, right, from you know gangster rap to corporate icon. Um, Matt Stafford transformed himself from you know, perennial loser to Super Bowl champ. I mean, they, I mean they, but it wasn't all his fault. He was a he was a quality quarterback on a garbage team. He, I know, and not on a garbage team on a garbage franchise. That thing oh, is okay. just a completely <laughs> lost loser, right? Um, but so when you so when you insert when you insert the, the superstar, right, Matt Stafford, who is you know arguably a great quarterback. He got yes. a lot of yeah. miles underneath him, and, you know, and he's suited for it. They brought him in here for that, and he got the job done. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. He, we, he did what he was supposed to do, win the championship. We got it, and that's how it, that's how it goes. And he did a great job. Yeah. I'm happy for him. He did. And he's a good he quarterback. Did. I mean, he, you, know, you know, he, 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 he did the job. He, he, he can throw the ball. He's not scared like golf. Um, he just, he, he just did, a, did a great job. He rose to the occasion and won the game. Period. He won. He's a winner. He's a champion. That's going to go a long Absolutely. way. So I heard, does, does that put him in the Hall of Fame? I don't know if one puts you in the Hall of Fame with all those numbers. You know, I don't know. Um, but there's a, there's an argument for it because of the numbers and a championship. I, I, I agree. We're talking with Mel Owens, former top 10 first-round pick of the Los Angeles Rams in 1981. 10-year veteran linebacker and now attorney at law mel um let's talk uh briefly at least before we let you go about that defensive line we can't we can't overlook aaron donald and, and von miller and how they i saw the one i remember the one replay where aaron donald just bull rushes right over the offensive lineman just sucks up joe burrow I mean, man, that, that's Manster. That, that's, that's Randy White type stuff from back in the day with the Dallas Cowboys. And, and, or, uh, as Chris would say, the steel curtain we could give you, me, Joe Green, and Elsie Greenwood, and those guys. But an unbelievable defensive line play. And he who wins the line of scrimmage, Mel, man, it makes it a lot easier for a linebacker like you to make tackles. Please, please don't leave out my favorite of all time, the fearsome foursome with right. Deacon Jones. That's my all-time guy, Deacon Jones, man. Okay. We'll let uh, you say it. You, you, you know, you were the Los Angeles Ram. We'll go ahead and give you uh, Merlin Olsen and all the rest of those guys. I remember them. Absolutely. Andy, Rosie Greer, uh, yes. you know, Coy Bacon, Deacon Jones, the, the whole bunch of them, right? But, but look, 
you saw the bull rush, right? You mentioned it. I mean, that was that was a beatdown. You know, and for him to take two and three blockers, yes. uh, you know, Von Miller is going is going to come through on 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 multiple occasions. And they had the the, the, the run stopper. I forget his name, number ninety two. Um, when right. he's in, you know, it's just it's just difficult to run on him, difficult to pass on him. And sooner or later, you know that they were just going to get there, and they did. Now, you know, uh, Aaron's. I don't know if he's threatening to, to retire. He couldn't. No, retire. they they cleared that up. They're going to run it back. They're going to run it back. They they they're going to try to get to Glendale. They, they, that was just speculative. They you know they were a little well, tired. Well, and... well, well, the word the word is you know uh, Aaron wants um, um, Odell and he wants Vaughn back, right? Right. Oh, right. Um, I. I, I think I think they can get Vaughn back. I don't know if he's under a two year contract or not, but they can sign him. He's a little old, a little long in the tooth, so they probably can get him back. And, and Odell now is probably um looking at a, a show me contract with with another ACL. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah. that could be a long term deal. He would he would he would have gone off in the game like you said, because you know he was going for the contract. And he's gonna right. hold up the, the hold up hold the Rams up. So now with the knee, he's probably in a show-me contract, which, you know, he's got to come back. And his last knee surgery took him almost a full entire year to come back. So right. he could miss the season. I mean, I mean, I don't know how you, got, how you guys think about that, but if you, even if you miss the beginning of training camp, you're in trouble. In my well, opinion. Robert Woods hopefully comes back as well. So there are Bevy of rich, Riches, Higby, and, and – and, you know, get your tight ends back. I mean, it's a testament. I'm telling you, if they were at, if the Rams were at offensive full strength, eight points would have been a joke. Um, they probably win by two touchdowns. If they're at full strength, right? And they yeah. and they got they got a lot of superstars, but you know they're, they're hurt. Right. Odell got hurt. Woods is out. You know the, the you know two or three uh, tight ends are hurt. So right. you got to rebuild the team, basically. I mean, you had a run, you yeah, won it. Not yeah. the next day, you got to go. Now what? Now what? You know, you know, you look, you look at your depth chart and go, you know, where, where do we find the players? You know, we have no draft choices, you know, to, to really to speak for. So you got to do a great job of either trading again, which you don't want to trade many of your pieces away, or you got to find them on the um, free agent market. Oh, you just got to heal up. You got to heal up, Mel, and. uh and that can can occur, but it takes time. You're right, but uh, I tell you what, this has been a fun season. Was a fun season. It was so great to uh, uh, reconnect in person, not just over the phone and through technology. Man, we we can't wait ten years uh, every time this works because we'll only get two or three more chances. So and let's is, uh, is next year in Glendale. Next year's in Glendale. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We already got that hooked up. We're we're good for next year. Oh, that, there we go. That's what we like to hear. See if you can defend the Vincent T. Lombardi Trophy. Uh, congratulations again to your Los Angeles Rams, Mel. Thank you uh, so much for you and Andre coming out. I know the listeners around the country enjoyed uh, getting your insight and experience. Uh, I know I enjoyed listening to you getting interviewed because. Each time you spoke, we got to learn something different, a little bit more, and just the way that uh, – let me tell you all something. So Melvin Gordon was on his phone. He had just done, I think, ESPNU – or no, Sirius XM. 
and he had his yeah. handlers and nice ladies and he was he was decked out on the phone well he recognized that mel was a former player somehow some way uh I, I know he had his nfl pa and legends and all this and of course mel's not a short guy anyway melvin gordon you turned and took a photo with andre uh mel's yeah, uh, second son yeah, he did. and yeah, he did. i tell you what um Kudos to Melvin to recognize where the hole was <laughs> and oh, yeah. getting through yeah, he it. He cut back. He cut back into the hole. He came back. But, 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 he came let me, back. Let me tell you. But, but, yeah, no, he cut back. Let me tell you let me do, do what happened. But he told me, he was on the phone, and he gave me, like, the one thing, like, hey, hey, wait, like, give, give me a minute. Give me a second, right? Right? And then he walked out. And then he walked out. And I looked at him. I go, hey, player. I go, you're going to take a picture of my son? You know, he didn't even say a word. He you turned came back in and took it. But he recognized. He recognized. I go, come on, game player. Yeah, he, he, came, he came back. And his handler, the young lady, was going, oh, he's going to come back. I go, that dude ain't coming back. Come, come back right now, player. I go, don't do that to my son. And he came back. I got to give him credit. He came back. But, you know, hey, 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 hey Steve, you know, he, he, he's a little suspect because the dude went to Wisconsin. You know, <laughs> I know, I know that was coming. I knew that he was, was coming. It was constant. You know, he must have wrecked. Something happened. That the, the, I don't know if it was the Big Ten stars or something aligned. But Melvin Gordon, hey, hats off to you because you turned around. Because I think player Mel Owens still could have knocked you and rocked you <laughs> in the middle of Radio Row, which would have been a hell of a sight. You'd have been on TMZ and all that good stuff. We avoided that, and uh, we got a photo, and, and, and it was and, a great time. And a shout-out shout to your boy Eric Metcalf, too, from Texas. Yeah, right? Well, let's do this. Boy. Let's do this, Mel. Mel, this is our show. We're going to hold Mel – He's a Super Bowl champ. His franchise. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back with more Mel Owens. What the heck, man? When you're a Super Bowl champ, you get as much time as you want. We're going to be right back on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM with our man Mel Owens. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar. We are back, laying down the law, enjoying this second hour of the show with former first round top 10 pick of the Los Angeles Rams, our man Mel Owens and attorney at law. Mel, uh, as you have stated, um, there's a lot of things that have to fall in place. A lot of things went well. Uh, the week, um, very productive. Um for Los Angeles, especially the Rams and your former franchise. Um, we've named a lot of people. Uh, what about a guy like Sean McVay? What, what do you say about the young coach? I even heard that he was going to retire. I mean, why you win one championship and you're like ready to just jump ship? I mean, everybody's jumping <laughs> no. off. I mean, seriously. Um, you know, we're going to go radio. We're going to go TV. We're going to, you know, do analysts, you know, how about he's only 36? You got another 20 years in the in, in the game, right? Um, At least he's, right. One smartest, he's, he's one of the smartest guys, and you know the coaches from his staff 
are getting, you know, real, you know, really high positions. Some head coaches, some coordinators. I mean, they're jumping off uh, uh, a part of being the head coach with all these assistants. Um, but, you know, I, I think he signed to a long-term deal um, and, uh, you know, give him some say on guys who they draft, and you're going to have a good franchise for, for years to come. You really are. Mel, that, uh, that leads me into this. The situation with Brian Flores, I, I really wanted to hear your thoughts as the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin, uh, given all the things that are going on, you have the insight. And, and we're not going to let you go uh, because football is over. There's a lot of topics we have, have kind of teased along the way. But tell us about uh, your thoughts on that move with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Brian Flores. It's appalling. It's outright appalling. And the NFL should be ashamed of themselves, top to bottom. <clears throat> and here's another thing, Steve. All they do is pay lip service to that. Oh, we got to look at it. We got, we got to study harder. We haven't done a good job. Well, of course you haven't. It's shameful what they're doing. And they know, and they know what they're doing. Uh, oh, the Rooney rule. It's not even a rule. It's like, it's like window dressing. It's like, well, we, we – we um, interviewed two guys, two um, minority candidates, and they went with the white dude. And then when they went to the white dude. And I, I, I get it, but you can't recycle the same old dudes all the time. Uh, the enemy is just sitting there a- aching to be a head coach somewhere. He can lose two. He can lose 15 games. Put him in there, right? He can win 15 or lose 15. But I don't right. know. It, it looks like a conspiracy to me. Or one of those collusions where you go, like in baseball, hey, you don't sign them, we won't sign them, and then we'll all be good and we want to raise the prices, right? So, like, you know, you don't sign the guy, we won't sign the guy, and then don't worry about it. You look at this one guy, there might have been two or three total. How is that even possible? The whole pipeline is set up with, with black players. It's over 70%. You, you read the complaint, Right. And the complaint itself is embarrassing because you're reading there's not one thing in there that's not true, not one thing. So how do you get around it when you go, okay, that's a fact, that's a fact, that's a fact, that's a fact, well, that's a fact. And there's because it's, it's there. My, you don't even know that even, even happened. It's my team. It's my money. I employ a rainbow coalition, but these positions in my football club are going to be the ones that I select. And if they I, so happen I, to look – I get it. I, I get it. I get it. And, and here's he, he, and, and this is my whole point I've been saying for 10 years. It's up to the players. The players right. are the ones who are in the league. So right. I was watching, uh, um, I was watching uh, uh, um, MLB Network, and they had the Andre Dawson Classic down in New Orleans. And talking, try, they were talking about how do you get the, 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 you know, the black players, you know, the youth back into baseball. Well, you got to pipeline it from the beginning. Now, baseball has a harder harder time to do it because, you know, you got to start younger. But here in the NFL, they do start younger. So the, the right. entire the entire league is made up of black players, and you're going to tell me they're not producing quality uh, coaching candidates? Come on, man! Come on! It's just impossible. You got dudes that are coming out of high school listen, coaching in the pro. Listen, come on, man. Let's just be straight away. We can't give up too many positions understand me some of these positions are going to be the positions i as the owner select and if they look like me no, I, 
they look like I, 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 I get it. I, I, I get it. That's why you, you, like the like in, I guess in the um, complaint or, or the, the the conversation afterwards, you have to get my, more minority owners. And my money, have, my show. You know, and, and that's why we have you on. Some no one can tell me. You can't have Melo on for a whole hour. Yes, I can. It's got to be. It's got to be reflective. I know. It's. I know it's your show. I know. You know. I'm gonna hire the guys that look like me, that act like me, that I like, and I get. I get all that. But you right. know, you're also hiring all the black players, right? Yeah, I mean, but that's what know. they. That's what. But that's the area that I believe they they give the most value, and, and for me, go ahead, Chris. No, Mel, you mentioned you mentioned getting the players to, to make a difference, but how do you get a player or how do you get several players that are making the, 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 the contract money that they're making to put that on the line to, to make a difference? I mean, how does that how does that happen and, and, and how does it start? Well, I think it, it has to start with the, the coaches that, you know, the, the players that, 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 that transfer into coaching. Um, after their careers are over, and then they be, have to have that become their their true passion, and then work their way through the ranks, and then become head coaches. And I had a guy when I was the uh, general counsel for the XFL, San Francisco Demons. Uh, Jim Skipper was a was a coach in the NFL for 15 years, um, a, a black guy who ended up being the head coach of the Demons. And I'm and I was under him as the as the counsel, and he hired me. I go, man, I go, this guy would make a, make a great head coach in the NFL or in college. And they even get a sniff. I go, this guy's great. Jim Skipper was great. And I go, how's this guy not getting a look? And I've been around the game forever. My dad was a coach in high, in, in high school and college. And I'm like, how's this guy not get a sniff of, of, a, of a head coach? It's like you got to give these guys chances, right? How, how, how are we going to give um, uh, uh, the coach from the Rams, what's his name, Fisher, what was his name? Uh, Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. The guy's a he's, he's a 500 guy. Been in the league um, 20 he's years. He's awful. He could get. He, he could get ruined Vince right Young. Now. He ruined Vince Young, and I, I, he ruined Vince Young. Okay. He and, could be and a I head coach it. right now. They hire his ass right now if he put his hand up. Guaranteed. Oh, they did. I think Why? no. He's in the USFL. There you go. I, I didn't even know that, but I, I'm telling you, he raised his hand up. He, he's a head coach. Why not is. give like, like like Brian Flores? So how do how how did Brian Flores have a winning record for the first time in 50 years, and he get fired? <laughs> how how? Hey, 50 years for the franchise, and get fired. It's hard out there for a brother, Mel. Hey, it's hard out there for a brother. Obviously, <laughs> I, I, obviously but 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 it should be shameful. So. If, if, if their goal, if their stated goal is to get my, more minorities into the head coaching positions, then do it or just say it's all BS, guys. It's all lip service. Just take That's away the money rule. It's a bad soundbite, but like we had Rob Latow on Black, uh, who, Black Sports Online. It's not what you say. It's what you do. You know, there could be plenty of people that say, you know, I, I could play in the NFL. I could play in the NFL. I, you know, I, but Mel, you're the one that played in the NFL. You don't have to say anything. Hey, which tops card of mine do you want? 
Do you want 82? You want 84? You, you see what I'm saying? There's a difference. You don't have to say squat. People can tell me, oh, you're not, you're not a lawyer. What? You didn't pass a bar exam. All I got to do is say, look behind me, friend. See that right there? When I walk in, you know what the judge calls me? Counselor. I don't have to say anything to you. I have to prove, I have to prove you right or wrong. My actions but will you show. Right. That's why you either just throw throw out the Rooney rule and say it, it was always a facade. We really didn't mean it because you didn't mean it because you can look what happened since you put it in. I think they, the, 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 the complaint said there was like at one time the highest was like, you know, 10 or 15% of black coaches. Now, you know, and I, and I hate the quota thing, right? I just hate that quota thing, but it's got to be reflective um, of, of the, of the industry. Right. It, no, it really does. But no, it doesn't. That's the thing. The billionaires say it doesn't have to be reflective. It's reflective of what we say it is. That's the beauty of the golden rule. He who has or she who has the gold makes the rules. My mom used to tell me that all the time. And she was right. <laughs> and you know what? I, you know, I, 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 okay. I'll use that argument and, and, I'll, and I'll use it on that side, which is true, because the NFL hasn't been more prosperous the way the model is working now. So they're going, well, if we upset it and we, and we put in half minorities into head coaching jobs, uh, do we falter because of that model? Because it was working great when we had like two head coaches that were black. Now we yeah, have, yeah, no, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's like, oh my God, is, are we, we going to ruin our model here? Yeah, it's a balance. If you get, if you get a little too much, then, then, then you have declining returns on investment. And so they... Well, they, well, also, I believe, I believe, and I, I think this is true, is that the coaches have a union, right? They have a union. Yes. So yes. they also got to flex their, their, their power a little bit too, right? Listen, they, they have it's to. tough, man. I, I can understand. It's tough being a minority and trying to just step out there and take on billionaires, man. That's not an easy task. That's not one you wake up and say, I'm going to take on Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, and, and the rest of these folks. They, they, in the NFL, they have the finest of everything. It's, it's a, when you know you can be why, very why do the Lions? Then why do the Lions always hire the worst coach? Coaches always lose. They hire the black dude. They win. They fire him. How's that? How is that? You, that, that that's that's, that's that just. Because that's just the normal I course. A, I can't hire a black coach and have him lose sixteen games too. Oh, I can do that. I'm hiring on your white dudes. Let me let me give the black guy a chance to lose fifteen games. It's like, come on, man. You, you, you're you're just like Alice, man. Hey, hey, Mel, you're acting like Alice. Y'all two are in Wonderland. That ain't happening. <laughs> that is not no, happening, no, friend. No. no, it's not happening. But when you step away and you look at it, you're going, "That's reality." That's right. right. That's reality. That's right. That's right. Well, Mel, we appreciate you, my man. So good to reconnect. Um, it was it was awesome. Thank you for taking the day with us. And uh, we can't um, say enough. We're going to have you back because there are other issues that are going on. Uh, we probably want to hear more about what is taking place. It's uh, you know, it took 10 years for us to get up the hill. Uh, however, you're here. And uh, we want to incorporate more. There's going to be scouting combines, draft, of course, and, and a whole bunch more. So thank you again. Well, uh, well, uh, hang on, hang on. So
so so there's also the Harbaugh issue, right? That yes. you have to talk about. I don't know if you want to get into the baseball collective bargaining that has some legal. Oh yeah, we're gonna it. have you. We're As gonna well. have you back, and 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 you like us. You don't even though you were the standout in professional football player. As an attorney, your um, variety uh, has incorporated a lot more than just wearing uh, a Rydell helmet. So we certainly yeah, we got to talk about to... the name, image, and likeness over at yeah. A and M. We got to talk about you know the non fungible tokens, um, you know all these <laughs> other things that are all the listeners want to know what what brings players into places. Yeah, yeah, no, we we certainly want to have that i think it's going to help families out for you to share some of that and, and really we just get to jump in to a lot of sports issues uh last day of the winter olympics mel uh a lot going on uh so well, well, we, speaking of the olympics the, the 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 american skaters um are being sued by the uh, fine young cannibals for using their um music without authorization um, I guess they drove oh, wow. them crazy. I guess they drove them crazy. Before we like go, no one else. <laughs> hey, Steve, believe it or not, the, the the coaches for that duo was a coach in our little league about ten years ago. Wow! So I know the dude. He's coaching those guys, and they, they right. just pilfer the music. They pilfer right. the music. <laughs> really? Hey, listen. We have overstayed our welcome. Our producer is telling us, y'all got to go. We may not come back because we have to pay the bills. But listen, Mel, man, a pleasure. Uh, we'll catch up with you hey, soon. Hey, I, I love it. From Super Bowl to the ice skating. I love it, man. Yes, exactly, baby. Only on laying down the law. That's right. It takes lawyers to get you there. If we don't come back, we will certainly catch up next week. We are at the you know, we at the behest of our man Edwin. He does a great job. We overstepped our boundaries today, but we're glad to be Thanks, back. Guys. We love y'all. If we don't catch Take up, care, we'll, thank you. We'll, all right, Mel. We'll be back next week. All right. We are laying down the law. We're going to break.